the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How about getting Antonio Brown to build the wall? I don't know about you, but I can't decide what I'm more tired of. The arguments and the stupidity over the wall on the southern border or what Antonio Brown is up to lately. Uh, Will the president declare it an emergency or won't he? If he does, will he get away with it without going to court? Um, Judge Napolitano says he doesn't have the power to do it, doesn't have the authority. He works for Fox. Jeffrey Tubin, a raging liberal, uh, and he works for CNN. He says it is okay. So I guess they'll fight it out over the weekend. I don't know if those two will fight it out, but it'll be discussed and discussed and discussed. The media coverage of this uh, never-ending story is actually more interesting, at least to me, than the same old arguments back and forth. I think we all know what the issues are, and you're either on one side of the fence, uh, to use a phrase, uh, or the other. And um, it's going back and forth, and what's going to change? Something has to change. I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's, uh, you know, the media coverage is more interesting. Like what happened yesterday uh, with CNN, they wanted to get a local report from San Diego on the wall there. They called KUSI-TV News, and here's two co-anchors from that station telling their audience what happened after that. And as a sign of the times in this debate on the shutdown, CNN asked if KUSI would provide a reporter to offer our local view of the debate, especially to learn if the wall works in San Diego. KUSI offered our own Dan Plant, who's reported many times that the wall is not an issue here. In fact, most officials believe it is effective. The issue we face is the migrants and the debate over their treatment. Now, knowing this, CNN declined to have us on their programs, which often present the wall as not required in other places, like the stretch of the Texas border the president visited earlier today. They didn't like what they heard from us. Just some background for you. Yeah, some background for you. Now, I tried to get uh, Dan Plant, uh, the the reporter on the show, and uh, he never got back to me. But I gave it a shot. Anyway, I could spend the next 15 minutes talking about the wall, I guess. But actually, I think I'm doing you a favor by not talking about it. I mean, as I said, um, really nothing new today. Um, You know, uh, or this week, for that matter. It's been going on for how many days now? Except that we now have the longest federal shutdown in history. I think that's according to the Elias Sports Bureau. They've looked it up. And um, today was the day that federal workers are supposed to be paid. Supposed to get paychecks today, but they didn't get them. And sorry, but I, I don't think you can make decisions for the whole country based on federal workers not getting a paycheck for a while. Bernie Sanders has been all over Twitter crying and whining and almost sobbing about the people being out of work. And nobody wants to see them be out of work, but I don't understand why a politician would think that them being out of work would be the reason to. Uh, be in favor or not in favor of a uh, an issue as large as this. That, that, sorry, that's they're they're the shrapnel. You know, they hit with the shrapnel. I should say they're the they're getting the fallout. So anyway, uh, let's talk about something else. And I don't want to talk about Antonio Brown for more than about I don't know a minute and a half. Uh, not just now, but you know for the rest of my life. Anyway, here's why. Uh, here he is on Instagram, and he's uh, smoking a really big cigar as he's uh, looking into the camera on this. For all the negative speculations about my character, I'll be addressing it soon. I'll be sure to tap in with you guys. But it's all positive. I'm 31. I'm still excited to play. I'm here with one of my mentors, one of my brothers. Yep. uh, The guy he's sitting with on the video, his mentor, his brother, Chad Johnson. Maybe you remember him as uh, Chad Ochocinco. (laughs) who, when he was 31, went from being a really, really good player to just another guy, uh, dropped off the face of the earth, basically, after he turned, I think, 30 or 31, uh, which, as you heard Antonio Brown say, that's how old he is, even though he acts like he's about 
14. That's the biggest problem I've been saying for a couple of years that he needs to grow up. I said that two, three years ago. So anyway, enough about him. I don't have a guest in this half hour, so feel free to interrupt me at any time with a phone call. It's Friday. Throw something out there. We'll go with it. 844-302-1250. 844-302-1250. Give me a call. Uh, in the second half hour, we're going to be talking to a woman who has never owned a gun. But she wrote a column. We've had her on before. Her name's Christine Flowers. She's really good. She's a columnist, and she's a radio host in Philadelphia. She wrote a column today about why she thinks it's time for her to buy a gun. And I've thought about the same thing. I've never held a loaded gun in my hand in my life, never shot a gun. But you know, over time, uh, especially recently, I've thought, you know, maybe I should have a gun. Talk to her about what made her make the decision. Anyway, I've spent a few minutes now talking about how I don't want to talk about the wall or Antonio Brown, so let's move on. Uh, again, uh, you can change the conversation by calling me here at 844-302-1250. So it is Friday. So how about we talk about some of the stupid stuff that's all over the Internet every day? And um, there's a lot of it. I, I, you know, this, this, for some reason, this stuff seems to catch my eye a lot. If you've listened to the show, you know we spend a lot of time talking about this, and I don't think it's, um, I don't think you can talk about it too much, actually, because I think it's a, a, a tragedy. But anyway, how about we talk about some of the stupid stuff that's uh, happening? Well, again, on college campuses is where it's mostly happening. Parents have always had to deal with. Uh, you know, worrying about how their kids are going to be influenced when they're away at college. Now, when I was a college kid, parents were worrying um, about uh, us returning home as hippies. You know, like you went with a nice haircut and you came back with shoulder length hair. Um, maybe you were wearing flowered uh, clothes and you know, had a flower in your hair. Who knows? Parents have always had to deal with worrying about how their kids are going to be influenced when they're away at college. So, uh, and, you know, you had to worry about your kid coming home as a hippie or a communist or both uh, by Thanksgiving break. They didn't have to worry too often about their daughter coming home and having turned into their son. Apparently that's happening. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, now uh, it's happening now. We, we talk about the, the gender dysphoria disaster here a lot, as I said. And apparently because so many colleges are so excited about being open minded about gender identity, that daughters are coming home with mustaches and their breasts removed. How'd you like that? That would create some interesting um, discussions around the dinner table during spring break. It's rapid onset dysphoria, and if you think there's anything unusual or sad about that, uh, there's something wrong with you. We have a caller on the line, Bob and Moon Township. We'll wait for him. We'll get him when we come back from the break. Is that okay? Uh, but we'll have more on this stupid stuff when we come back um, and some stories, horror stories about these uh, daughters going away to college and coming home as sons. That's pretty strange. That's when we come back, unless you really want to talk about The Wall or Antonio Brown or something else. Bob's up next. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. We believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. 
The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org. The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 8.30, here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Welcome back. We'll get to some uh, horror stories. A couple of them are uh, of women who uh, are mothers who sent their daughters off to uh, college and had them come home as sons. That's a little bit, a little bit of a disturbing thing to have happen to you. Uh, let's go to Bob in uh, Moon Township. Thanks for listening, Bob. Thanks for calling. Hey, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I, I just, I'm getting so tired of the uh, the whining. The federal employees not getting paid. You know what, I, I was a teacher years ago at the start of the union era. Uh, I remember going on strike. You know, I never got back paid. These people are on paid vacation. When the government comes back, they'll get their money. And, you know, I, I have a private business now. If I don't have work, I don't make money. No one's crying for me. I don't get free 0% loans. I mean, I, I just, it, it's just, it drives me insane. Uh, I just... Well, and, and I don't know what else to say. Yeah, well, I, I mean, me. uh, Bernie Sanders is all over Twitter, and he's—I mean—they—and nobody is happy that these people are out of work or or, or doesn't understand. No, no, doesn't me understand. Either. Yeah, I mean, but you feel bad for them, but you know, if you take a uh, if you don't want to be have your job at the mercy of uh, what happens with the government, don't take a government job. Correct. That's you Correct. know, I, I don't know if that's—I uh, don't think it's that. Any more complicated than that? That's and it doesn't happen all that often. But no, and, and, um, but here's the thing: even if it did happen often, if it does happen, it's not it, that doesn't change what what's right and what's wrong about the issue that caused the shutdown. It does. It doesn't. Correct. How much people are suffering? It just. It can't. Correct. You can't. It's you're talking about eight hundred thousand people. It's a lot of people, but compared to three hundred twenty-five million, it's not that yep. many. And sorry, that's the way it works. And you know, as far as the wall goes, why don't uh, you know? Why don't they outlaw the walls in, in the whole country? Let Nancy not have a wall, and all these other ones who have walls who are multimillionaires. I'm sure they'd be a little upset. Yeah, to they not have their wall and the monitoring of who's coming in and out of their place. You know, it's, their gates. It's just not that complicated. If you you know, if no. you don't want somebody to come into your yard or into your gated community or into right. your country. It'll be much harder for them if you get a lot of stuff, whether it's bricks, concrete, right. steel, and you put it between you and them. It makes it harder for them to get to you. I, I don't know. I don't see why that's hard to understand. Neither. Yeah. All the electronics, the drones. If you have fifteen illegals 
running for the border, and there's nothing there to stop them. By the time the drone gets the border guards to wherever they have to go, they may get one or two, but guess what? Most of them are going to get to the other side. Yep. And that's just, you know, the way it goes. And so I, I just, it's, yeah, it, it's a shame that, you know, uh, people don't want to give, I mean, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was telling me about how this is going to be Trump's wall. You know, I really don't care whose wall it is or whose fence is. No. Let Nancy put her name on it. Yeah. I really don't care. Right. It should be there. And we are the ones suffering. The taxes, all the money we spend on all their benefits. Uh, you know, it's something that needs done. It should have been done for 20 years ago. I was going to say that they could put Nancy's face up on the wall really big, right, and that would, would scare them off, but that would be mean. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. No, you don't want to say that. All right, thanks, Bob. <laughs> All right, you take care, John. Thank That's you. Cool. Thanks for calling. Bye. That's Bob in Moon Township. Uh, the number is 844-302-1250 if you want to call. I, I, I mentioned this stuff, and it's just uh, – this stuff, I don't know why it's – it's. I guess fascinating is the word. It's, maybe it shouldn't be fascinating to me. It's, it's sad and pathetic. But what annoys me the most about this stupidity that I'm about to talk about is that if you think it's stupid, I guess you're allowed to think it's stupid. You're just not allowed to say it out loud, and then you, you get in trouble for that. But the, uh, the headline of the story is Mothers in Shock as Daughters Come Home from College with Mustaches and Breasts Removed. Now, I mean, I'm just trying to picture when I was a kid and, and, um, and maybe a girl I knew in high school went away to college. You know, you'd come home for, for spring break or for Thanksgiving and you'd see all your friends that, and she came in with a mustache. I just, you know, <laughs> just, and her breasts were gone. Uh, it's just, uh, it doesn't, I don't get it. Anyway, this is a story from uh, a woman, uh, and, and they asked for they asked for women to, to mothers to um, tell their stories. And uh, it's called rapid, rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria, which causes this. And uh, it, here's the story. The young woman went off to cottage, a college, which began, as it often does these days, with an invitation to state her name, sexual orientation, and pronouns. You know, you got to use the, give them the pronouns you want to use. When her anxiety flared during her first semester, she and several of her friends declared their angst had a fashionable cause, gender dysphoria. Within a year, the lawyer's daughter, this is a lawyer, had, had begun a course of testosterone. Her real drug, the one that hooked her, was the promise of a new identity, a shaved head, boy's clothes, and a new name, formed the baptismal waters of a female-to-male rebirth. And it's described here as a contagion. Now, a contagion is a, it's kind of like a disease. I guess it is a disease, but it's also kind of like a fad uh, when, it's some, when it refers to something like this. Uh, it's caught on with more and more mothers who are shocked when their formerly feminine daughters suddenly come home with mustaches, acne, different demeanors, even their breasts removed. So here's, here's Pam's story. Following much pleading on our part when she came home for a visit, this was after she said she was having trouble there, we were met with a very different visage upon picking her up at the airport. Her face was covered in acne. She sprouted an obvious mustache. Her entire appearance was disheveled. After following her to, uh, to settle in at home, allowing her to settle in at home, we expressed concern about her appearance and demeanor. This was met with hostility. Her voice was somewhat deeper. I might note here, she seemed very disturbed, not at all her old self. And she says she was uh, a, a, a normal, uh, what appeared to be a regular girl when she was in high school, went to the prom, got all dressed up, liked feminine things. But then she says, while our daughter was visiting, we asked her what was wrong. I inquired about the acne and mustache. That is not natural, I said. She insisted that she had always had a mustache. <laughs> what do you mean, Mom? I've always had this mustache. You mean you didn't notice it all this time? Yeah, I've had a mustache. Not true, she says, this woman says. We discovered that she had obtained testosterone in the student clinic, and she refused all contact with her family. Her college was complicit in all this, of course, uh, because the college encourages this. That's the whole point. Our daughter, who this is another story. This is uh, Emma's story. Our daughter, who is 19, went off to college last year. Over the next few months, her, her look began to change toward more masculine, and we made a guess she may be experimenting with sexual, sexuality. It turned out that during her freshman year, she socially transitioned, in quotes. 
going by a boy name and he pronouns, and she announced she is ready to start counseling to get hormones followed by top surgery. Uh, we are working very hard to hold off the hormones, uh, putting uh, tuition on the line. And it says here she went from, well, and the professionals have no advice other than to support her in making her transition. And, of course, this is insanity. You're not allowed to say that, but this is the mother. You might think it's a little bit insane. It makes no sense other than it started after a close friend transitioned at the end of high school and she entered college and began to hang out in the dedicated queer dorm. And it says here uh, she went from uh, hating white males to now wanting to become one and wanting to chemically and surgically mutilate her body. And then there's Kathy's story. Sometime the second semester, sophomore year, things went horribly wrong. Perhaps it was some buildup that since she went away to college, we did not notice uh, anything. She called us in a deep voice. See, that's another one. You're home and you're, you know, you're, you're see the, on the caller ID that it's your daughter calling. And it's, how you doing, Mom? <laughs> I mean, it's, you, know, you, you might think you got a cold. You might think something's up. Um, that must be kind of shocking. Anyway, she called in a deep voice stating she was transgender and had changed her name. She was unable to even think clearly around this issue and was obviously horribly confused. Within a week, she completely severed ties in an email to us. No one in her immediate or extended family can believe what has happened. Within a year, she had a double mastectomy. Our family is absolutely devastated by all this. I wish I could share details, what college in particular, but as you are aware, we have to be careful. I also wish none of this were true. That's a mother and a daughter and the agony that's caused by this. And it's one thing to have it happen, but to be spent, you know, how would you like to be spending 50000 30000 whatever, twenty five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 to send your daughter away to school and for the, for the, usual reasons that you send someone away to college and you find out that she come, she's coming back as a, a, a different gender because of what she's been told at, at the college and what's been encouraged. Uh, and and it's, it's not just that it's not, um, not I don't know, what's the word? Well, it's, it's, not, it's not approved of or that it's not okay. It's that it's, hey, this is a wonderful thing. And um, it's that's 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 what's going on at colleges now. So meanwhile, uh, and then and you wonder why this is going on. There's a feminist groups now. Uh, have another story. Have a, a grand plan to obliterate the word man from their lexicon. Uh, they not the reason how they're going to do that is like you know how you spell woman w o m a n or women w o m e n. Well, that's done. Now uh, they want to spell women w o m x n or w o m y n to avoid spelling man or men. And this is women's groups at places like the University of Iowa, University of California, Davis, Texas State University, University of Richmond, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. They all are have groups that are pushing this, that they, they want to not use the, the, the word man in the spelling of woman. And uh, the Women's Resource and Action Center uh, it, it says women, W-O-M-X-N, removes the sequence of M-A-N and or M-E-N from the term woman that ten, sheds light on the prejudice, discrimination, and institutional barriers women, W-O-M-X-N, have faced, but also show that women, W-O-M-X-N, are not a subcategory of men, M-E-N. While providing active resistance to transphobia, there you go, to include trans women, trans femme, and other gender non-conforming Women. That's you wonder why this insanity is happening, and you might send your daughter off to college, and she comes back your son. There's just one indication of it. When we come back, we're going to talk to a very normal, very smart, and uh, a woman who writes really good columns, and is going to talk about why she decided it was finally time for her to get a gun. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. In the continuing battle over the border wall and the government shutdown, President Trump says he probably won't use his executive power to call a national emergency. Now, the easy solution is for me to call a national emergency. I could do that very quickly. I have the absolute right to do it. But I'm not going to do it so fast because this is something Congress should do. Mr. Trump spoke Friday at the White House during a meeting with state and local leaders about border security and safe communities. 
Meanwhile, Congress has voted to make sure some 800,000 federal employees affected by the partial government shutdown will be paid after it ends. On Wall Street today, the Dow down by six points to 23,996. The Nasdaq dropped 15. The S&P lower by one. And then oil dropped a dollar today to 51.59 a barrel. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Mike Gallagher is struggling with the new left. Anderson Cooper last night sat down with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's infuriating to hear this young woman talk about people not paying their fair share. And I'm not saying this to be a jerk. I promise I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You know who hasn't paid her fair share? Her. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. If your advisor or insurance rep is recommending an annuity, or if you're considering purchasing any retirement product, you should always get a second opinion. Make sure your decision's appropriate and cost-effective for your personal retirement situation. Call the Synergy Group before you move your 401k, IRA, or any other retirement account into an annuity or any financial product. Synergy Group has been helping Pittsburghers with hometown advice and services for 30 years. Don't just make a move. Be sure the annuity you're considering is a good move for you. Get a professional second opinion from Synergy Group, the local retirement professionals. Synergy Group, 800-321-7963. That's 800-321-7963. 800-321-SYNERGY. Investment advisory services offered through Global Financial Private Capital, LLC. Securities offered through GF Investment Services, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions a healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy tune in listen learn be well stuck in traffic we've got the answer still seeing a very busy rush hour out there starting with a look at the parkway east lots of volume outbound boulevard of the allies to edgewood swiss vale inbound from second avenue to the fort pit bridge parkway west a slow ride on the outbound side banksville road to carnegie and if you're headed inbound you see some delays montour run road to 60 and 79 down to the fort pit tunnel some pockets of volume through there now southbound 79 got an accident near little creek road that's exit 88 that's a look at traffic i'm jenny robinson AM 1250, the answer, weather. Partly cloudy skies for this evening, then becoming mostly cloudy later tonight, the low 19 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy skies. We'll see some snow at times tomorrow afternoon and into tomorrow night, accumulating 1 to 3 inches. Untreated surfaces will become slippery. High tomorrow, 31. The low tomorrow night, 24. Cloudy for Sunday, high 34. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, the answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. 
Well, I have never held a loaded gun in my hand. I've never shot a gun. Um, not because I have anything against guns. I've been a strong Second Amendment guy for a long, long time. And I've recently, I don't know, years, last couple of years, I've, I've thought that maybe it's time for me to get a gun. And then I ran across a column today uh, by a, a woman who's been on the show with us before. She's a columnist at uh, uh, Philly, Philadelphia. What is it? Um, Philly.com. Sorry about that. And uh, also a columnist. Um, and has a radio show in Philadelphia. Sorry about that. Christine Flowers. Sorry about that um, uncomfortable uh, introduction there, Christine, but thanks for being here. <laughs> hey, John. Good to talk to you again. Good. How are you guys out in Pittsburgh? Good, good. Listen, uh, um, the headline that I'm looking at here says, Why I'm Ready to Buy a Gun, and your name, Christine Flowers. And But the first, the first uh, sentence is, I might buy a gun. So, I mean, are you wavering already? It's not that I'm wavering. It's that I haven't finally decided that I'm going to get one, but I definitely am going to learn how to shoot one. And I think um, if you read the column, you understand that this isn't because I'm particularly interested in shooting, uh, you know, animals. I'm not not interested in hunting. I'm not, you know, interested in target practice. Um, I recently, you know, I live alone. Um, I recently uh, realized that I'm going to need to, first of all, be more aware of my surroundings. I need to take my own safety into my own hands because, number one, our district attorney in the city of Philadelphia, our uh, relatively new district attorney, seems to have more empathy and sympathy for um, defendants and those accused of crimes than he does of victims of crimes. And secondly, I've recently realize that there are some crazy people out there in uh, social media land and uh, had some very unfortunate interactions with some uh, people <laughs> who, I mean, you know, I can flippantly say they were off their meds, but I, I have a sad feeling that they were completely coherent when they made some of the threats that they made. Um, and also, I was in my office uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, we had a, um, a suspected murderer on the lamb, on the loose, armed and dangerous, running through the streets of um, my neighborhood about a block away from my office. And um, as of this moment, they still haven't apprehended him. So all of those things combined made me realize that I need to be um, careful. And while I wouldn't say that my first thought was, okay, I got to go get a gun, it it became a legitimate possibility, and I'm not anti-gun. I've never been anti-gun. I am. I believe in the, the Second Amendment. I'm not a member of the NRA. I also believe in gun control. Um, I, you know, I've been horrified by uh, the, the mass shootings that we've had in the in the country over the past decade, and uh, I definitely believe that we need uh, a much better system of of controlling. The, the sale and the use and the licensing of guns that we have in this country. But at the same time, I am beginning to look at the fact that a gun might at least facility, efficiency, proficiency with shooting um, might be one of the, excuse the pun, weapons in my arsenal to protect myself. And so I'm not, uh, I have no aversion to looking into it. And again, I said, I'm not, I'm, I haven't, I'm not ready to get the gun. I need to be trained in it first. If you read the column, it says, first things first, I need to find a place to, to put it and keep it safe. I need to train myself. I need to get over the fear that I'm going to shoot myself because I am uh, completely uh, physically incompetent. As I said in the, um, in the column, I was a kid that in, uh, in grade school and high school, they always picked last for intramural sports because I'm like Ms. McGoo, Mrs. McGoo. And, um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Well, I'm, uh, I, I, I don't have any, I have plenty of confidence in myself physically. It's mentally that I don't have confidence in myself. And that's one of the reasons <laughs> why I haven't gotten a gun. I mean, I'm not, I think I could learn to shoot it pretty well. If somebody, you know, gave me a chance to try. Um, but did, is this something that surprises you? Do you surprise yourself? And I'm, I'm asking you this because I'm thinking about how many women like you are maybe thinking the same thing, that it kind of surprises yourself that you'd even consider having a gun? Did you, did you ever think that you would think that? It, um, it 
surprises me not because of any, again, any kind of philosophical um, opposition to owning a gun. It surprises me that I've gotten to the point where I think that I might need this. Uh, I never really felt threatened before. I understood that there was violence in society, and I understood, you know, in sort of like a, a generic sense. But I personally never felt uh, that my my life could, at any given moment, be in danger. And I am, as I said, I'm I'm, I'm not married. I'm single. I live alone. Uh, I have I, I have a I don't have a high public profile, but I have somewhat of a higher profile in Philadelphia. People know where to find you. Exactly. And also, and we've talked about this before, I'm a conservative. I'm I'm, I'm a pretty uh, opinionated conservative woman in in a very blue city. And I've gotten some serious criticisms because of that. And I don't don't think that the people who email me are are maniacs that are going to come after me with a gun. But some of the things that I've recently come across and, and commentaries and and people who know where I am, where I where I work, not necessarily where I live, but how to reach me, it makes me feel somewhat uncomfortable. And so, um, I mean, another option is getting base. Another option is learning martial arts. Uh, you know, I tried to take karate lessons when I was a teenager, and I ended up uh, breaking my leg. So, <laughs> this, this, you know, this, that may not be a, a really viable option either. So, it, it doesn't surprise me because I'm against guns. I am definitely not against guns. It now, surprises me somewhat that I've gotten to the point where I think that this is a legitimate option. Yeah, that's what I thought your answer was going to be, and that's where I'm going. I never thought I'd need one. I don't, I'm not going to hunt. I don't have any interest in killing an animal, so I'm, I'm, I'm never going to do that. But um, I, I you know with things that have been happening lately, I can see myself someday thinking it's a good idea to get one. Uh, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I worked in TV news as a sports guy for a long time at local TV, and uh, there was a, a rapist on the loose here in uh, Pittsburgh, the Shady Side rapist, and um, it was going on for a while. And they, so they they did a story. They had a woman go out and do a story on what women should do to uh, protect themselves and to to reduce the chances of this rapist making them a victim. And the the, the woman that did the report did a nice report, a typical TV news report. And uh, it had all the stuff in there that you'd expect. Uh, take a, 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 um, a self-defense course. Don't take the same route home every night. That kind of thing. And I watched it as I was sitting there getting ready to do the sports. And uh, it occurred to me that she never mentioned getting a gun. And when I went out to say to her, how about you didn't mention getting a gun? The look on her face was a horror that I would even suggest that a woman would get a gun. This is quite a few years ago now. I, I hope that's changed. Do you think it has? I think it definitely has because in reaction to the column, I've gotten a lot of emails and um, a number of them are from women who, uh, who are either, uh, you know, they, they've been trained in weaponry. They're either with, you know, former military or they are in the criminal justice system. And it, it's actually been very encouraging because I have these very intelligent, very competent women telling me, yeah, this is something that you might want to investigate, and this is the type of weapon you might want to look into. Or at the very least, these are the courses that you might want to take to familiarize yourself with it. So I think it's absolutely changed. Um, and and I, I, don't, I don't think that there is any longer a gender divide with respect to acceptance or rejection of, uh, you know, of, of having a gun or using a gun. Um, and, and in fact, I've gotten as many emails that are negative from men basically telling me you shouldn't want to do this. I got something that was really interesting, which I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Catholic and I had someone who wrote to me and said, you know, Christine, I read your columns and, and I agree with you. And, you know, thank you for talking about your Catholic faith and everything. I'm a Catholic too. Uh, but I've decided that I could never use a gun to, to kill anybody, not even in self-defense. If that's God's will for me to, to, to die that way, that's God's will. And I thought, wow, that 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 is the complete opposite 180 degree epi- um, antithesis of what I believe. I think that we have the right to do anything necessary to defend ourselves. If there is an aggressor, then you meet that aggressor with the same amount of force that they're um, meeting you with. 
And I, I, I believe that, that simply being trained in, in having a gun, in using a gun correctly and appropriately is, is something that I owe myself. If it's something that's good, if that's going to mean the difference between serious bodily harm to me or to a loved one, then I owe it to myself to, to look at this option and not turn my head away because of some, you know, this idea that the guns are bad. Guns are not bad. It's the way you use them and the people who use them that, that can cause havoc. But guns are inanimate objects that can be used, uh, you know, for, for good, for good purposes. Yeah, um, we're talking to Christine Flowers of uh, Philly.com. She's also a radio host in Philadelphia. Um, and before I let you go, you brought up something here that is completely off the subject. And by the way, the, just for, for me, for the idea of uh, getting a gun, one of the things that I think about is that I don't want to someday be upset that I waited too long to get one, that something's going to happen and I'm going to say I wish I had one. That's that's the thing that bothers me, makes me think about getting one. But I wanted to ask you, you mentioned you're a Catholic, and I don't know if you've written a column about this yet, but I can't let you go without asking you about the Knights of Columbus and the, the, the way these um, the, the couple of senators uh, in questioning a potential uh, uh, justice, a federal judge, uh, uh, basically they, they, they called, uh, people are calling the Knights of Columbus, which is a Catholic all-men's organization, an, an ext- right, extreme right organization. And as a Catholic, do you see that trend coming where you're, that you're not going to be able to uh, pass through the uh, the nomination process if you're a Catholic, where you're going to have a tough time? Yeah, absolutely. I think the last time I was on, we we talked about this uh, tangentially with respect to the um, the Supreme Court nominee. I'm not sure at that point if Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. had actually yeah. been picked as the nominee. But we talked, if you remember, I think about Amy Coney Barrett, who's the Notre Dame professor, yeah. uh, mother of seven, I think mother of seven children. And I remember when she was being uh, questioned at her confirmation hearing for the federal bench, the circuit court, uh, Diane Feinstein started sort of asking her questions about, oh, so you, you have all these children. And, uh, yeah. you know, kind of like, uh, oh, my God, you have all these kids. That's a horrible thing. You procreate. <laughs> you're 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 really What's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. No, I find I find that to be uh, ridiculous. I, I find that to be very upsetting. I wrote a column last week about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision. I think it's it's horrific. Christine Donahue uh, wrote the Justice Donahue wrote the decision, which essentially says that um, a woman, a, a drug addict, who's pregnant and does drugs while she's pregnant and then has a child that is suffering, uh, like, fetal alcohol syndrome or, uh, you know, uh, problems because of the narcotics that were ingested in utero, that that can't be considered child abuse because that's not a child. No that's not a, a human, that's not a person. And I, I wrote that column, and I can't tell you, John, how many emails I got in response saying, you're a religious zealot, don't force your religious beliefs on, on me. I didn't mention religion once no. in the entire and column. To me, religion has nothing to do with it. It doesn't have anything to do with it. It's common decency. Yeah. There are a lot of moral people out there who are not Catholics, and I think it's an insult to them, as well as an insult to Catholics, to say, oh, well, you know, you're the only ones that truly care about the, the unborn child. So, yeah, I do think that there is, is um, an increase in anti-Catholicism, a wave of anti-Catholicism that is uh, is rearing its head. And we're not allowed to say that because every other group can be victimized. LGBT, um, minority groups, women can be victimized, and, you know, the Me Too movement. But uh, if you say that you're uh, a Catholic and you say that you feel that you're being victimized, it's called whining. And, yeah, I, I find that very troubling. And the, the idea that the Knights of Columbus, I mean, that organization does more good uh, for more people in more societies and so many other groups, including and especially, quote, Planned Parenthood that cares about women, right. uh, I, I find it outrageous, outrageous that they're being uh, defamed and slandered that way. Well, a big strike against them is that it's all men. You can't, you can't have that. So uh, that, they're going to have trouble yeah. with that. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys just have to sit back and be quiet. We don't want to hear from you. You yeah. know, you do uh, Me Too movement. It's it's our moment now. I'll you work. Know, men, men have nothing to contribute to the conversation. I'll work on that, Christine. But I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot for taking the time. 
Oh, it's great. Always good to talk to you, John. Take care. Okay, thank you. That's Christine Flowers of Philly.com. She's also a radio host back in Philadelphia, and we will be right back. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate. Consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges. Reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Pat Boone here again. And I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically rid your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. Do more than just carry your cell phone. At Patriot Mobile, every call, every text, every post carries a conservative message. Other companies charge you high rates and hidden fees that fund liberal agendas. Switch to Patriot Mobile to save money, plus part of your monthly bill is donated to 17 conservative organizations fighting for your beliefs. Here's Patriot Mobile CEO and Navy veteran Maury Leland. You know, a lot of people, they know where their money goes, but they really don't know what that money is funding. And that's really the difference. You know, people can take sides. They can put their money to work where they want it to work. And that's what we do at Patriot Mobile. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy. You can keep your number and get the same super reliable nationwide service. With unlimited plans starting as low as $20 a month, why wait? Want to save $30? Visit them online at PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh to get your activation fee waived or mention Hugh when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Patriot Mobile, carry the message. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So our theme here has uh, been stupidity. It seems to happen a lot on Fridays. I don't know. Not to say that Christine uh, Flowers is stupid. She's very smart, and I like having her on. We'll have her on again. But uh, do you remember back when Starbucks had a problem? And they remember they shut down for a few days so that they could... Um, have a whole racial sensitivity training session for 177,000 employees. It was uh, because a, a, a couple of uh, black people a few weeks, uh, well, earlier had wanted to use the restroom at a Starbucks in Philadelphia without buying anything. They, re- they refused three requests uh, from employees to leave, three more requests from the cops to leave, and then there was a big stink about that it was uh, racially motivated. And so uh, to... To show how wonderful they are, 
and whether or not I don't, you know, without getting into the details of that particular incident and whether who was right and who was wrong, uh, the reaction by Starbucks was to say anybody who wants to can come into Starbucks at any time. You don't have to buy anything. You can sit here, do whatever you want. You can use our bathroom. That's not a really good idea if you're a Starbucks, especially if you're in a you know a Starbucks that's not in a great neighborhood. Well, um, they have problems now because they uh, they have syringes being found in the um, in the bathrooms, and people are going into the bathrooms and sleeping. They're coming into the uh, restaurant and deciding that they're just going to stay there all day. Homeless people. Uh, people who may not smell all that good for, you know, and you're trying to buy, <laughs> drink a cup of coffee. And this is, um, this is what, this is what they get. Uh, it's, it's virtue signaling. Uh, so who didn't know that was going to happen? <clears throat> As of Wednesday, more than 3,700 people have signed a petition on coworker.org calling for Starbucks to place needle disposal boxes in high-risk bathrooms. That's where you are. You go from a nice place to go in and get a cup of coffee, that 3,700 people, which means there's a lot more than that that actually feel that way, but 37 people have felt strongly enough about it to sign a petition that they would like to have needle disposal boxes in high-risk bathrooms. How, how did those bathrooms become high-risk? What's our theme today? Stupidity. I'll see you on Monday. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.